Today's podcast is also brought to you by Flat Out Fabrication. That's right, we got an official first sponsor, y'all. Flat Out Fabrication is making custom 12 bars for Yamaha WR250s and 450s, as well as DRZs and Honda Groms. On top of getting a custom 12 bar, they also offer in-house powder coating. If your bike isn't one of those mentioned, Flat Out Fabrication offers custom fabrication work as well. They really are a one-stop shop for your 12 bar and fabrication needs. This is the bar I'm now running on my personal bike, and now y'all can too. Check out Flat Out Fabrication on Instagram, or their email for contact will be in the bio of this podcast. You are now listening to Bikes and Bullshit. What's up, y'all? I've been sick the last couple of days, and it's been bullshit. I ain't been sick in like 10 years. Hopefully I don't sound too nasally right now. I did the podcast before I was uh before I was sick, so the whole interview and everything won't sound too bad. But man, this is bullshit. I've been stuck at the house the last few days, been feeling like death. Sucks. I went to the doctor and they gave me some diagnosis that sounded made up. And it wasn't the measles, because the measles is going around right now. There's been like seven cases in Dallas. And uh, if you got the measles, dude, you got problems. People shouldn't even be getting the measles these days. That's some, that's some outdated fucking problems. And I don't have the flu either because the flu's going around too. You know what the doctor told me? He said you have sinusitis. Bitch, I don't have sinusitis. And that's why I don't go to the doctor. Sinusitis? That's fucking made up. That's fucking made up, dude. And I ain't been sick. Like I said, I ain't been sick like this in like 10 years. And, you know, I probably won't go to the doctor for another 10 fucking years. Because I don't fuck with that, dude. Sinusitis, please. Please. But that's what's been going on with me this week. And the Super Bowl was this past weekend, too. That was a few days ago. And I don't give a fuck about football, y'all. I don't care about football. I never have. I've never been a, a ball sports kind of guy. I don't watch it. I don't like it. Shit's stupid. All I hear, I feel like with sports, people just get mad all the time. And that might just be because I'm in Texas and our teams lose all the time. You know? We don't have winning teams here. We have America's team, but America's team fucking loses every year. Damn Cowboys. And the halftime show at the Super Bowl, man, I didn't I didn't watch it. I didn't watch none of the commercials. I went back and watched the Super the the halftime show. But man, it seemed like everybody was just hating on it. All I saw everywhere on social media was just people hated the halftime show. People hated the game. This and that. People just negativity. That's dumb. And leading up to the Super Bowl. I heard how everybody was mad at uh, it was the referee during the Saints game and how they didn't like the call that was made, I guess. There was a pass interference or some bullshit going on. I don't know. I don't know much about football. It could have been a, a yellow card or something. I don't know. But they were talking about how the Saints should have won or different call was made. Yeah, I don't get involved in that. Football's bullshit. They call it football, and you don't even use your feet in it besides the run. 
That's stupid. I don't get it, man. I don't get why people keep investing so much time and money and energy into things that just make them mad. Because I feel like with sports, people just get mad all the time, you know? It's crazy. Why even, why even put that negativity in your life? People's team loses on Sunday? Oh, shit. The rest of the week is bad. Get real. Get fucking real. But that's just me. I don't like football, you know? <laughs> you know what I did do this past weekend, though? Instead of watch the football game, the football, watch the football. Um, We went riding and shit, dude. We were in these streets, baby. We was doing wheelies. We was eating tacos. We was crashing. I was crashing. I uploaded a couple videos to YouTube. I actually just uploaded the uh, second one of that a few minutes ago. You know, now I'm recording this. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I uploaded the first video a few days ago. And people were just bitching. I don't get why people are bitching. They want... People complain if I don't upload something. People complain if I do upload something. You just can't make people happy. And you know, people ask, why aren't you making YouTube videos anymore? Because ain't nobody watching them. You know? And I mean, I don't care too much. I don't know. It's just like, people just bitch. Why am I going to put so much energy into something that produces negativity, you know? Like, I uploaded it, people are complaining that I didn't put the old intro back into it, the uh, Drive Reckless intro. People are complaining the way I talk. People are complaining about this and that, what's in the video, what's not in the video. Get fucking real, dude. Quit being a loser. Don't even, don't even bring that negativity to me, bro. And I gotta quit saying bro so much. I noticed that when I was editing the video. I was like, holy shit. Hopefully I don't say that too much during the podcast. Maybe it's just while I'm riding, I'm like way too excited. And I just start, you know, spitting shit out of my mouth as I'm going. It just comes off as weird, and I say bro a lot. And, ugh, I don't know. But I just uploaded some uh, a second video to YouTube earlier. And uh, I don't know. I haven't really steadily uploaded to YouTube with some motorcycle videos in a few years. And it's just different now. It's not the same anymore. You don't get the same audience retention. You don't get the same people that used to watch all the videos commenting anymore. People move on, I guess, and that's cool. I kind of, I mean, I moved on too, and I, I, I stopped. Ugh, fuck. Ugh, ugh. I'm like a broken robot. I stopped watching uh, YouTube videos, and you know, if I did, then I totally understand why other people do too, for whatever reasons. I don't know, but doing this podcast has got me back into liking uh, YouTube videos. That's for sure. I started keeping up with more people. I started keeping up with old people that uh. I haven't watched in a long time. It's cool. I like it. It it like gives me a sense of community a little bit, you know? And uh that's kinda like where I built my following at, so I feel like I need to get back involved in some way. But uh I don't know, man. I uh <clears throat> Oh man. My voice it's going. It's hard. And maybe YouTube, maybe it's just for, uh, maybe YouTube is like for a younger audience and podcasts are for an older crowd. Maybe that, dude. You know, younger people, they're in school or doing bullshit all day or no, no job. Even if they're at a job, it's probably not a very uh, strenuous one. And they get to watch videos more. I know that whenever I was younger, 
I would definitely waste some time by watching videos. Now, I'm too busy. I don't know. Podcasts are way easier for me to listen to. I can multitask. I can put the headphones in and just listen to it. And that's a big game changer. And with my podcast, I'm uploading it through Anchor. But y'all know that because y'all hear the ads at the beginning. And over the past couple days, Spotify bought out Anchor. And they plan on spending like $500 million this year on podcast platforms and, you know, venturing off into that. And I, I think if I watch my analytics, I think Spotify is the number one place that people actually listen, which is cool. I thought it was going to be Apple, but it's actually Spotify. But I'm not going to lie, the, the Apple uh, podcast app kind of sucks. It's like it doesn't update correctly or things like don't go in one spot whenever they are new. Like whenever I'm trying to see what all new podcasts are out there. The Apple one just doesn't, uh, it doesn't keep track of them very well. It's, it's kind of annoying. And, um, I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't know what all's going to come from the Spotify merger with Anchor. But hopefully it just gets better. I can't see anything bad coming from it, but, you know, maybe some cooler, uh, you know, tracking tools for your analytics and everything like that. Maybe, uh, new sponsors because you do get sponsors through, uh, the Anchor website, you can sign up for different uh, sponsors and stuff, which is uh, very nice. It's very nice. It makes it easier to start getting some money flowing, like, right off the bat. Um, they kind of act as, like, an agent for you, I guess. And it's very cool. It's very handy. It, like, tracks all your plays. It tracks, like, the money that you make for each sponsor. It's just a real fucking handy tool. Real fucking handy. I don't know. But also, on top of uh, making money through Anchor, I revamped my my uh, Patreon page to better suit the podcast. Before, I was using it for the uh, YouTube channel, and seeing how I wasn't really uh, making motorcycle videos anymore, I thought I'd change it over to the podcast. And with the podcast, I want to get a producer in here to help me out with this stuff, because whenever I am doing an interview, I'm trying to like work the computer... I'm trying to make sure it's all recording. I'm trying to make sure nothing crashes. If I need to look something up, it's like hard to look something up and keep engaged in the conversation. And um, on top of getting a producer in here, I would like to get some video equipment and start doing videos because there are still the people that want to watch the podcast as a video and not just listen. And I think that'll draw in more people. And that, that, I mean, who knows? That may end up being the biggest platform. If I add video to it, maybe YouTube will become the biggest platform for it. I don't know. But I'd like to find out. So that's kind of what I want to do with my uh, Patreon as far as, you know, earning money through that. Just I want to get some video, some nice video equipment, that is. And, uh, you know, get some money flowing in here so I can buy the buy and, you know, do all the video as well as get a producer in here to help. Because I'm sure there are people out there that would just do it for free for me. It would be nice to pay somebody and then like that kind of guarantees that they'll have to be here at certain times and they'll show up on time and they'll come here ready to work versus just somebody doing it for free that's like, oh, I can't do it this week. Uh, sorry, I got some other shit going on. Got to pick up cat shit in my mom's basement. Like That's not important, you know? So if I get a paid person in here, it'll be like a job. And they have to show up or else their ass is fired. You know? Like I have a friend. He uh, he told me, you know, I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever to come help. It's like, bro, 
I know how your timing is. Motherfucker can't make make the time for nothing. He's late all the time. Or just doesn't answer his phone. Can't be having that. I need somebody who is in it. Who is in it with me. So if you want to uh, help take this podcast to the next level, you can go check out my Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash subimoto. It's all one word. And, um, yeah, I'll have that link in the bio below. It'll be cool. We'll see how it goes. We'll see, uh, we'll see who's fucking with it and who's not. I, uh, I have some, some different tiers of volunteers. So if, like, you sign up for the Patreon, I'll be sure to start putting, like, the people that are signed up on it. I'll be putting their name, like, down in the bio of the podcast or whatever. So you can see who's, uh, donating and whatnot. Which, that'll be cool. Some people like seeing their name on there. And, uh. I'll appreciate it a lot. It'll it'll go far away. It'll definitely go far away. And also, I'm about to actually I think it's supposed to be delivered tomorrow. I got the email today from FedEx that I got some uh, clipper lighters. And if you don't uh, know what a clipper lighter is, it's like a bic, but way fucking better. Just uh, I got them with the podcast. It says bikes and bullshit podcast on it, and it has like a little cow skull and a motorcycle silhouette on there just some promotional lighters so uh people that sign up on the patreon i'll be sending out some free lighters for them you know sort of free you're donating money but you're getting a free lighter you're not buying the lighter it's a donation and um yeah so the minimum i had to buy was 240 so i do have 240 fucking lighters now because everybody needs 240 lighters but i'll be giving them shits out like hot cake you know so uh, go sign up on the Patreon, and you might just be getting a lighter. I don't know if they come filled, though, which I really hope they do. I'm sorry, my phone just went off. I really hope these lighters come filled up. Because if they don't, then I'll be buying a bunch... Oh, excuse me. I'll be buying a bunch of uh, bottles of lighter fluid and having to fill 240 damn lighters up myself. And that will not be fun. No, sir, not fun. Another thing, uh, I just got a text from a guy that works up at Maxim, Maxim Honda Yamaha here in Allen. He said on February, oh, what day was it? Let me see here. Check the old phone. February 23rd. That's a Saturday. February 23rd, Maxim Honda Yamaha is somehow giving away a free Honda Grom. And that's all the details I have right now. So if you're in the area, be sure to be on the lookout because they're trying to still figure it out too, I think. But uh, I'll be posting up the details of that on my Instagram as soon as I know something. But it'll be cool. Might just win a free Grom. Fuck, I hope I win a free Grom. Nothing like winning a free bike. And it'd be fun to have a second bike again. I like, sold my Grom before, and now it'd, just be, it'd be cool to have another one. I don't know. Maybe I should have kept it. Who knows? I never rode it at the time, but I feel like if I had it now, I'd really be fucking around on it all the time. I live, like, kind of in town now, and uh, I would definitely be making more beer runs on that. That's what I used to use my Grom for, really. I mostly rode it to, uh, I'd ride it to bars, me and my uh, now fiancé. She was my girlfriend back then, you know, stepped up. We would uh, ride to bars together on it and get a little bit litty and then uh, take the mini bike back home. We lived right at the edge of, uh, these bars are right at the edge of our 
apartment complex, so it's not like we were hitting the streets, really. We are just hitting the parking lot. But, uh, yeah, it'd be cool as fuck to get another one. Have some sort of uh, street-legal bike that I could ride around this town, because right now where I live, I do not ride my bike in town, because the cops here are big old bitches. Not really. They're just, uh, they're strict. The cops are strict around here. And that's all I'm gonna say about them. You know? But yeah, might get a, might win a free Grom. Might be kind of cool. Might be kind of cool. So uh, be on the lookout on my Instagram for that. And then uh, also, what else, dude? Yeah, so suggestions for guests. Y'all can DM me on Instagram if you uh, think of somebody cool that could come on or anything. Like, I've had people hit me up, and it's been cool, but... You know, the more the merrier. It's like, you guys are the ones listening. Y'all know what you want to hear. Who the, who the fuck you want to hear on here? And if you have new ideas for just different things we can do on the podcast, like different games we could play with the guest, or different segments, or just topics to cover with people, anything like that, like, hey, I, I'm game for all of it. I, I'll take any sort of suggestion, because this is kind of like, I'm learning as I go. I listen to plenty of podcasts, and like, I have, I have my own ideas of things I want to do with people, and uh, certain things like that, but I don't want to just rip off of other podcasts for sure, but I want to throw my own spin on certain things, and I think that'll add too, I think that'll really add too, but like I said, y'all are the, uh, y'all are the listeners, y'all are making this shit happen, so let me fucking know, let me know, you know, slide in my DMs on Instagram, I'm trying to answer them all unless somebody slides in with some dumb, dumb stuff, then I just avoid and, uh, you know, some of them do get lost. So if I don't answer you, it's not just, you know, it's not just because it's dumb. Some of them do get lost. And um, if you know somebody and you want them to come on, then tell that person too. If you know them personally, tell them. Even if you don't know them, go, go tag them on Instagram. Go tell them to go on bikes and bullshit. I'm trying to grow this thing, you know? I'm trying to grow this thing. We're in month two now. We're month two. And I'm trying to hold up this every Monday schedule. And it gets a little stressful. It gets a little stressful trying to make it all happen. But I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. Let me know. Let me know. But uh, that's enough of my uh, my monologue here. We'll uh, hop into uh, today's guest, really. And today's guest is high-flying Cole Freeman. If you aren't familiar, you're about to be. He holds Harley World Record jumps, people. That's right, jumps on a Harley. That's evil Knievel shit, dude. And he stunts the shit out of bikes on top of that. He has an extensive network of cool motherfuckers around him, and I can't wait to meet him in person. This podcast was recorded on both ends. Uh, we did it over Google Hangouts. And it was kind of different than what I'm used to, but nonetheless, it was still a good time. It's just, you know, I'm still, I got that learning curve going. And, uh... I don't know. It was cool. And I'm glad I got to talk to him. And I can't wait for him to come through Dallas next so we can fucking link up and rage. Rage! That doesn't sound so cool when I'm sick. Rage! Yeah. Rage! Yeah. Right? Like Something like that, you know. But uh, let's hop into that shit, dude. All right. So uh, bikes and bullshit, dude. Welcome. We have high-flying Cole Freeman. Welcome, buddy. Dude, thanks for having us on. I'm looking forward to... Uh 
kicking it with you over the internet here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I haven't I haven't gotten to uh, do one of these over the internet or over the phone or anything yet. So uh, hopefully this turns out all right. But I'm I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. I mean, the good and, thing uh, is, is I like Dallas, so we can always come down and do it again. Oh, exactly. Oh no, for so. sure. I'll, we're we're linking up whenever you get down here next. Yeah, like, we're gonna have said. some good times. <laughs> we like Fuck Dallas. Yeah. Fuel City tacos, baby. Oh, dude, Fuel City's a must. That's like that's weekly. That's a weekly thing. If not, like pretty much every time we ride, we're hitting Fuel City. So Elote. it's a uh, yeah, oh, yep, all that cool. shit. So uh, for anybody who doesn't know who you are, uh, you're pretty much a maniac on a fucking Harley, dude. You're like a evil Knievel meets a unknown industries kind of vibe, like mixed with a little bit of like sport bike stunning because like the way i was watching some of your videos and like kind of the way you like stunt a harley it like kind of looks similar to a sport bike kind of stunt versus just you know the guys that have harleys and do hand drags and burnouts <laughs> yeah i mean we do that too but uh we just yeah you, th to you throw more variety in there take it to the next level like uh so basically i did come from the sport bike world um and that was uh that's kind of where that went. So I wanted to be like yeah. one of the, <clears throat> wanted to be one of the only people that had ever. Po I, I was actually one of the first people to ever podium on a, in a freestyle, uh, sport bike competition, on a Harley. So. Oh no shit. Yeah, it's pretty. I cool. bet you uh, felt way out of your element. I mean, honestly, dude, I just did it to have fun and just show them yeah. that like it's not just a sport bike that can compete. Yeah. You know? I went out there yeah. and I qualified on a full dresser. And then uh -huh. I competed on my Sportster for the finals and got uh, fourth place, tied for fourth. Oh, no shit. Pros. Okay. Yeah. So it was cool. It was fun. Uh, but yeah, it's all about having fun and keeping it that way. Um, oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Uh, do you know who J-Blocks is? He's a Supermoto stunt guy. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. he's from like up north or something. I don't know. I was talking to him the other day and he was like, oh, dude, I felt so out of place whenever I first entered a, like a stunt bike championship or whatever that, that they do uh he's like oh man it felt so out of place like oh. doing it on a supermoto like yeah i would imagine i was definitely but, uh, <laughs> stick standing out <laughs> like <laughs> yeah and when i was done i, I had a couple people pissed off loading their bikes up talking shit but i don't care like, oh fuck it dude whatever fuck <laughs> like, it. if they're not uh, that's so dumb like if people aren't there to like you know show love to others that are there you know sharing the same passion and like you know fuck it they don't even matter doesn't matter but, uh, it's not about them it's about the fans yeah exactly um so before we dive too deep into like all the crazy shit you do um let's go back to the beginning like how'd you get into riding motorcycles so i was 18 i'm sorry if you can hear my dog in mine here. too she, man uh... i got the same thing going on <laughs> did you let him out oh yeah uh but yeah, so it all really started. I was 18, and uh, my dad was heading to Sturgis, and <laughs> I went and got a bike, and I thought he was going to be gone by the time I got home with it, but he ended up not leaving till the next day. Oh, shit. So I woke up the next morning, and there was a fucking chain and a padlock around my front wheel. What? Yeah, he had At already... 18? Yeah. You went, were 18? Yeah, and he had left uh, for Sturgis and chained up my bike. So I called Why my was... homie up, and I was like, hey, man... <laughs> I need you to bring over a grinder. I broke the bolt cutters trying to get this chain off my bike. So we grind, we cut that thing off with a grinder, and uh, it's just ever that's how it started. So I was just really riding on two wheels then, and then when I was 21, I saw this guy Kaz do a wheelie sitting on his tank and a spreader, and I, I mean, dude, he just went forever, and I was just like, I gotta, I gotta do that, dude. I have to figure this out. Like that's what I want to do. <laughs> 
And uh, Hell yeah. I got rid of the bike I was on and got a CBR 600F4i, got a cage, and a 12 bar. No, I didn't even have the 12 bar yet. I just got the cage, so I went out there and learned foot brake circles within a yeah. couple weeks. Like, just figured what? it out. Yeah, I was like, damn. It's a prodigy quick. kind of uh, in the back in the day, like 07. Started stunt riding oh, by early, June. Early. Actually, I started April 20th, 2007. My parts came in, put them on that day, and I went to the school parking lot. And in June, I was competing at Starboy Stunt Fest against Josh Clem, Bill Dixon, you know, all the top riders in Damn. the world. So it was, you jumped in pretty quick, it sounds like. <clears throat> yeah, dude. I just put my wrestling mentality to it because, like, I just went out there and crash, 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 like just to figure it out. That's like, part of it. I'd literally spend more time on the bike than I did at my eight-hour workday at my job. I would literally leave work and I'd just just ride all night till hell yeah. Either the bike was and pe- broken people or that I don't, was broken. People that don't ride can't understand doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, no, like anybody that rides, like, oh yeah, I could do that. I could see somebody putting in the time like that and on the but sport that's cool. bike you can go longer than you can on a harley a harley gets hot you gotta let it cool off well, on the sport yeah. bike i would just literally ride until it broke or i broke like it was it so <laughs> yeah that's one way to learn um how come your dad was so against it if you don't mind me asking how come your dad would just didn't want you riding with because if he's going to sturgis i'm assuming he was a rider it wasn't a harley oh okay okay that <laughs> so makes no, sense and <clears throat> excuse me he was just uh you know just worried about me because he knew i would do be doing some dumb shit honestly yeah he for knew, sure he knows me so like even when i started getting into the jumps uh it was five years before i bought my ramps he was i was gonna buy a set of ramps and i was gonna start doing this like seven or eight years ago and he told me he would disown me and I wouldn't be part of the family if I went and bought these ramps. So I didn't do it for five years. And once I lost my firefighter career, I was just like, dude, this is what I got to do. Like, oh, I can't make enough money doing just the stunt shows anymore because these kids are coming out and doing stunt shows for bar- for a free tire, you know, and yeah. taking food off my table. Now I'm not able to feed my family because they want to show up and do shows for free, which hurts the industry just yeah. to get their name out there, you know, and that's not what it's about. What it's about is being able to to make a career out of this, you know, like yeah. a lot of people are like, Oh, I just do it for fun. But that's not it, man. That's not the point. The point is you're riding your motorcycle. You're breaking your motorcycle. You're hurting yourself, learning this stuff. You've been, you've been made an investment, so you need to value yourself more. And if you don't, yeah, you're hurting the industry as a whole. Yeah, you know, definitely. <clears throat> and back in the day, like I started on the streets. That's where I learned, you know, I was, that's where it was like that's what we did and yeah do you still ride the streets or no not really now uh it's just it's kind of hard yeah i kind of figured once you start getting into like having big name sponsors you can't really like yeah play around too much in traffic (laughs) the only corporate sponsor that i had that did not mind was craftsman tools they weren't against the street riding and i would post one street riding video a month because of some of my other sponsorship deals it was really frowned upon um yeah but two of the videos i put out went viral one of them's got like nine million views you know i was wheeling a full dresser with one hand all the way through uh sturgis just around some windy roads with some crazy 30 40 mile an hour crosswinds like 
Oh shit! It's nuts, dude. And the bags just waving in the <laughs> wind, and it looks like a Segway, dude. Really, it looks like I'm just riding a Segway. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Damn. But yeah, That's it's dope. it's all. But yeah, it's about having fun. I do like riding the streets, but um, where I'm at now in my career, it's just not wise. You know? Streets aren't paying the bills. Well, streets that, aren't paying the bills. <laughs> that and it just kind of gives a bad image to my program. It really does. It, like whenever you're trying to kind of brand yourself as this, you can't be playing over here doing this bullshit that everyone else is doing. <laughs> yeah, like if you go look at that video I was talking about, you'll see some nasty comments on there, man. Like, I hope oh, you get yeah. hit by an eighteen wheeler and yeah. Oh, any dude, any it's... YouTube video I have that like hit like once they hit like a few hundred thousand views, it's like I can't even read the comments anymore. Like it's not worth it. <laughs> You'll feel like shit by the end of it. Yeah. And... So I just pay. I try not to pay attention to shit. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta. Yeah, yeah. Like social Pretty media, much. you gotta avoid what some of these comments. You just don't respond. Like. Yeah, and, and you know the internet's full of tough guys. So uh, keyboard warriors. Fuck them. Exactly. Uh, was your childhood fairly normal? Like, were you doing crazy shit when you were little or pretty normal? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would say it was normal. Um, my mom was my wrestling coach and we traveled, me and my brother, from the time I was four till I was 18, uh, traveling the country wrestling. Like, we were, we were really good at it. And my, my brother (laughs) is still, he's a professional fighter for Bellator, Zach Freeman, um, Oh, no shit. Holds a record at Madison Square Gardens for the fastest submission. Um, yeah, I mean. Damn. He beat up Aaron Pico in 24 seconds. So that's pretty awesome. No shit. Okay. I don't know too much about fighting and everything. I'll watch, like, some of the big fights. I could, you yeah. know, have the homies over and order the fight and get a little rowdy. But yeah. that's cool, man. That's that one cool. was on pay-per-view. Like a... That was a good one. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Fedor Emelianenko yeah. got knocked out by Matt Mitrion that night. There was a lot of cool fights. Mike Chandler got beat by uh brett premise and chill sonan beat uh silva that night so it was cool a bunch of ufc old ufc vets fighting basically yeah okay uh does your brother have any fights coming up or not at this moment uh they've given us a couple offers that just didn't make sense for us uh with only Ah, like four to five weeks notice to get them ready and you know he's got to cut a lot of weight so i need i I need eight weeks for him before we can sign a contract so uh, so i'm a okay. cut man and i and i manage him so i wrap no hands shit, okay. and stop bleeding yeah i was a firefighter man you got medic. all kinds of things going oh yeah i was a firefighter medic for six years so i know how to stop bleeding so i was like man i might as well learn how to wipe hands and and uh be a yeah. cut man you know so in the winter time that's yeah. what i do mine as well that's cool that's cool um when did you first start hitting big jumps you said that was well, you said you were gonna do it like seven years ago, but you yeah, two thousand eleven. I was supposed to like start taking over this program, um, with Jumpin' Jeff Schneider. We did a deal with Discovery Channel, and it didn't take off because another Daredevil show came out on A and E, and it flopped. So they <laughs> they only ran the one episode, and I pissed off the director. So they didn't. They uh, kind of cut me, cut us out of it. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. He was trying to make a fool out of me, dude. He's like, "I'm gonna send this hot chick out, and I want you to hit on her, and then introduce Jeff Schneider as, hey, this is my buddy, world famous jumping Jeff Schneider." And first off, I was like, I would never do something like that. But all right, whatever. Yeah. So this girl comes out. She wasn't <laughs> hot, you know. If you can't lift them, yeah. if I can't lift them, I can't love them, basically. But uh, oh god, she. Uh, I just ordered a beer and she walked away and he came running out. He was like, what are you doing? I told you you got to hit on her. And I'm like, oh, I thought you were sending out a hot chick. 
<laughs> and everybody started laughing at him. The whole crew, the film crew, the sound guy, my my table, our crew, our team was laughing, and he was bright red and pissed. So, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta Some bite your just tongue. Aren't meant. But he was trying yeah, to make some... me look like an idiot on national TV. I'm not about to, I'm not about that life. So no, hell no, dude. But, some things just uh, aren't meant to be. Yeah, but to answer <laughs> your question, two years ago, um, I started jumping. I set my ramps up behind Shady Jacks illegally in the street, <laughs> and uh, I got like twelve to fifteen practice jumps in. I started at twenty two feet and just spread them out. Twenty two feet. Yeah, I started oh, at 22 um, and started spreading them out and got to 40 feet and the cops rolled up. Uh, I'm looking at the picture. The <laughs> I've got the picture right here hanging on the wall. Chris, can you hand me this picture so I can show? Yeah. Um, so I got the picture hanging on my wall of when the cops showed up to shut it down. Um, but yeah, I basically went out there and did that jump so I could get footage of me jumping the bike. Uh-huh. Uh, so I could book shows, you know, but yeah. Oh shit! There's a glare on there, huh? Yeah, no, I got it. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, that's. Yeah, how I went that, out to uh, Saint. I went out to Shady Jacks for ROC this past year. That's my first time out there. That shit was dope. Oh yeah, Shady Jacks is awesome. It's legendary, man. Even Von Gittin Jr. Uh, he was here this weekend with us doing shows, and or we were doing shows with him. However, you know, uh-huh. and uh, <clears throat> no, no, he was here for y'all. Yeah, he's been doing shows <laughs> here since for nine years now, and. His dad used to come with him, God rest his soul, um, and he would hang out at Shady Jack's between the shows. He'd go get a couple of drinks and come back, you know? So, oh, no shit. Okay. So it was cool just like seeing that the history of Shady Jack's has made it across the nation, you know? It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I only really hear about it just because of all the stunt community and everything posting up that they're always there and all that shit. So. Yeah. That's cool, though. It's the coolest, I, I'm, coolest like, biker bar yeah. in the world, man. Yeah, it's a cool ass setup, that's for sure. <coughs> I don't know, it's real cool. But yeah, How come, uh, what's up? I was just saying, but yeah, like two, I think it was uh, September of October of 2016 is when I did that jump when the cops shut it down. And then I did my first public jump January 29th, 2017. Yellow Wolf came out to film it. And yeah, it was pretty cool. We did it down in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. No shit. What did uh, Yellow Wolf come out for? How like how did he get involved? Uh, just a homeboy of mine, and wanted to support me, and uh, wanted to put it on film, and oh, just casually, just just homies with Yellow Wolf. It's no big deal. He's a good dude. He <laughs> makes good music, you know. Uh, yeah, definitely. some people don't like it, but you know, once they I listen fuck with to Yellow it, Wolf. once they listen to it a couple times, dude, it's dude. I ain't gonna lie. I, the first song I ever heard was a uh, Pop the Trunk or whatever it's called. Uh, that was the first song I ever heard, and I wasn't—I wasn't a fan. But like two weeks into it, I was like, you know what? This shit slaps. This yeah, bangs. dude, it, it grows <laughs> on you, dude. Like it did. It did pretty quick too. It's crazy. It it just grows on you. And he—he's a lyrical genius, dude. He's—he's he's how'd really y'all good. meet? Uh, Sturgis. He uh, Sturgis. I met. I <clears throat> I had been talking to Bones Owens because Bones is from St. Louis area. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And that was his guitarist for a long time. So. I was going to meet up with Bones, and I met Yellow Wolf and him at the same time because they were performing together, and I took them out and showed them all over Sturgis, introduced them to a lot of people in the motorcycle community, and just went from there, man. They just, you know, yeah, became friends. That's cool. That's cool. <coughs> so, Is Yellow Wolf like a, does he have like a badass Harley and shit? I, yeah. I would imagine he does. He seems like he would be the type to have some 
yeah, he badass just, custom fucking bike. He just built a new one. I think it was with Boswell's, but don't mark my words on that. I, I can't remember which dealership for sure built it with him, but I, I'm pretty sure it was Boswell's. But um, yeah, yeah, dealership somewhere down that way uh, helped him build a new new bike, and uh, they're they're he'll probably ride it for a year and then he auctions it off or whatever <laughs> does something yeah. with it rich guy stuff yeah i don't rich know rich guy shit i don't know what he um, does they got something planned with it just like networking and marketing stuff for both the dealership and him yeah how big was that jump that you did down in fort worth where he was at uh we were supposed to do a 60 foot gap and um i was gonna do it on the xg750 that i normally jump but uh yellow wolf was like on his Instagram, he's like, Cole's going to jump a bagger, you know, like, and I had intended to jump the bagger. I just wanted to get a decent sized paycheck to do it. So yeah. when he kind of said that, I was like, well, looks like I'm jumping the bagger now, you know, like, yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, man, crazy. How far was it? So we did a 40 foot gap and the wind was like 23 mile an hour headwind that changed to a crosswind so it shoved me right into the safety apron and i endowed down the landing ramp dude it was gnarly like i oh, almost shit. got hurt really bad yeah but held on and rode it out and yeah that was the first jump dude it was pretty wild <laughs> damn what uh have you ever eaten shit like on a, a big harley jump or uh, any of them really been really close and one of them i lacerated my liver but i uh I saved it. I didn't crash. I just supermaned it. I cased it, and legs went above my head. Oh, shit. Basically cleared the whole entire landing and hit the bottom of the ramps and came down on my stomach when I did, or on my liver. <clears throat> but I, I rode it out like crazy. Yeah. Crazy, man. I've God. had some close ones. But that's why I do this, because I don't have a speedometer. I'm not using modern-day technology. I'm not using a modern-day ramp. I'm using cheese wedge-style ramps, just like Evil Knievel. You know, I ripped my front brakes off and my speedometer off before ever jumping. Like, <laughs> Fuck it, you don't need that shit anyway. Yeah, the whole idea is like I want to keep this exciting for people because honestly, you don't know if I'm going to land safe or not. So yeah, it makes people want to well, watch, you know? Yeah, no, it really does. <laughs> half of them are Did there you, to see uh, me crash, half of them are see me land safe. I don't know. I don't know if that's the real statistics, but that's my guess. <laughs> yeah, good enough guess. Um do you know the Knievel family? I um, have been fortunate enough to meet both Robbie and Kelly Knievel. Um, the first Knievel I ever talked to was Alicia, uh, his daughter. Uh -huh. Probably like seven years ago about doing some stunts up at Evil Knievel Days. And um, I finally got to meet Robbie in person and Kelly in person back in October in Vegas. And, uh huh. Are those uh his kids? Yeah. Is that yeah? Robbie's oh, okay. the one that took over the legacy and jumping and stuff. So uh huh. And uh, it's pretty cool because now I'm kind of been passed the torch to carry on his legacy. Uh, basically, yeah. they're giving me permission to use one of his original bikes. We were gonna use the original ramps, Ooh. but the cost to get them to Sturgis and the fact that it needs new wood on it, it just yeah. didn't make sense. So we're just gonna go to the museum, measure them, and like film all that side of yeah. like that you know doing that yeah. and like measuring it and we're just going to build some replicas damn that's cool as shit so the plan is to that's a... do three jumps in an hour and a half a road glide jump over one helicopter with the blade spinning uh evil knievel's bike with over two helicopters with the blade spinning and then three helicopters with the blade spinning on the new harley davidson uh xg750r 
Jesus, how how far of a gap is that with three helicopters? <clears throat> I'll probably be landing somewhere around like 130 feet. Holy shit! And what's the furthest you've jumped right now? Uh, 99 feet 11 inches on the road glide, and then right. like 109 on the uh, the XG750. We had a 74 foot gap in North Carolina. It's actually going to be on History Channel February 13th, Toymakers TV. So. It's a 70-foot gap, and then I landed towards the bottom of the ramps where it's like 35 feet to where I landed. Uh-huh. Okay. <clears throat> so, that was, that's, uh, you posted that on your Instagram recently, right? Yeah, I was floating over a bunch of water. Yeah. Something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big pallets okay. of water. So the idea that's behind on, that. You, that's on February 13th, right? Yep. Toymakers okay. TV on History Channel. All yep. right, because this, this uh, episode is going to come out the 11th, so anybody listening, in two days, you can watch that. Oh, yeah, two days. <laughs> We're yep. t- speaking <laughs> in the future, bro. <laughs> ah, I know. Fucking cool. Uh, 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 but, yeah, so, like, Northern Chill came on board and uh, donated, like, 14,000 bottles of water. So after the jump, we donated it to all the hurricane victims in Wilmington. Yeah, So that's cool It's pretty cool to be able to... Do something that I want to do and help people at the same time. So yeah, uh, it's kind of a good feeling, you know. Pretty cool. Oh, definitely, definitely makes it kind of, I don't know, makes it feel real worth it whenever you're getting to have fun and, you know, do something great for a bunch of other people. Yeah, because you know, big sponsors. Hurricanes are cool. no joke, man. Natural disasters aren't <laughs> fun. So no shit. Fuck. My internet sucks. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. I don't know if I keep cutting out. <laughs> you cut out a little bit. Um, so, okay. So, the record jump you have right now was how many feet, you said? 100 and... So, it's like uh, I landed like a, between 104 and 109. Um, yeah. Is, and that's for... Is that like for just baggers? No, that was, or... on, the, that was on the XG750. On the bagger, I jumped a 99 foot, 10 inches. Um on a road glide, Harley Davidson road glide. Okay. Broke through the ramps, bike. broke the bike, broke the record. I was breaking everything that yeah. day. <laughs> everything but my, and my balls. I landed on my balls that hurt. Fuck. Yeah. Isn't the, what's the, like the world record for just any Harley? Uh, right now, Seth Inslow has it for 183 feet, uh, seven inches. That's a big fucking jump. Yeah. Yeah. But, is. uh, he wasn't on a big ass bike, was he? He was on a, it was a XR twelve hundred with some insane suspension. Yeah, like twelve, fourteen inches of travel. It looks like to me. I don't know for sure. I'm just saying that's what it looked like to me. But it yeah, it's a like big fucking difference versus uh, a stock you know. Harley. <laughs> stock <no> Harley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, it's, you know, keep it sketchy. Yeah, and the difference, <laughs> like, it is a big difference on his jump because the ramps he's using is meant to send you higher. Yeah, and further at a slower speed. So yeah, for okay. me to so he's go that more of like far, a kicker, and you're hitting fucking <laughs> some homemade looking yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so, cool. So trying to keep that nostalgia and <clears throat> the idea behind Evil Knievel alive without using the modern day technology. Like, yeah, it is stupid, and I could get hurt. But does anybody does every do people want to watch the same thing every time watch me land safe if they know i'm gonna land perfectly safe do you think they're gonna want to keep watching hell no absolutely not so if i'm sending it and like might get really fucked up like people are gonna want to watch that shit 
you know like <laughs> yeah exactly it's, it's like i said dude, it's i feel like it's half and half some people are like oh i hope he lands and some people are like i wouldn't mind seeing a kind of sketchy landing and some people are like i'll beat shit you know like <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> yeah there's always those assholes out there in the fucking crowd it's the nature of the beast man i'm a modern yeah. day gladiator basically going out to entertain people and risk my life pretty much it's the way it seems like cheating death, um, brother cheating death yeah, exactly. So this past weekend, um, what were you doing this past weekend for that? What was the event that that was? So this past weekend, we uh, went out to the St. Louis Auto Show and St. Louis Motorcycle. Uh, St. Louis, sorry. So this past weekend, we went to the St. Louis Auto Show <laughs> and the St. Louis Motorcycle Show. They have come together and merged. So um, I had worked at the St. Louis Motorcycle Show in the past, and they referred me to the Auto Show and. We went out there and got to perform with Vaughn Gittin Jr. and Chelsea Denofa and um, uh, Jared Deanda. Was that your first time with those, like working with those guys? Yeah, man, and did it felt like we knew each other forever. It was like just the chemistry oh, cool. and riding together. Like by the end of it, man, which was only I only performed I think eight times the whole weekend. So uh-huh. to only have that many performances and to go out there a handful of times with Vaughn. And to be able to pick it up and get as in sync as we were, it, it turned out rad. Like, yeah, you know, and that's cool. I try to go to like all the drift events and shit whenever they come through Texas, like yeah. uh, for Formula Drift whenever it comes through. So yeah, that's cool. definitely go fun. to Formula Drift when it comes to Dallas. I, yeah. I think I'm gonna try and, to make that one. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. I just got the then schedule. Last Texas night. also has a, uh, I don't know. It's like. I guess a level below Formula Drift, but they have Lone Star Drift here, and you know they do them all over the state. So nice. we have like our own drift events as well here. No, it's They're own fun. sanctioning have, body. That's cool. I mean, it, it, see stuff like that. Even these smaller events, like uh, it's still building the sport. You know, and that's what it's about. Yeah, honestly, uh, it's it's kind of more fun going to the Lone Star Drift ones versus the Formula Drift because it is like more loose and they're not real lenient with the rules and like. I mean, if you want to fucking get in a car and go drift around, like you're, you'll be out there on the track. So you get to helmet. see more crashes and shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, which which it's makes fun. sense, you know. You're talking a whole different caliber of athletes. Um, yeah. So, yep. But seeing fun, those though. guys, have you ever going, drift, have have you uh, ridden in one of the drift cars? Oh yeah, yeah. That shit was wild, dude. So my buddy has a drift car, and <clears throat> I've gotten in his quite a few times, and which is awesome but then i got in with vaughn and chelsea and being literally this far <laughs> inches from the different. other car doing 80 mile an hour sideways is epic like oh I'm yeah i'm saying dude i was giggling like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> yeah i know whenever i rode in one it was just like a gutted 350z and uh at whenever they do it here in texas it's like a long ass straightaway and i think they get up to like 120 ish whenever they enter the first corner so uh even just being in like a fucking gutted 350z it felt fast as shit yeah dude it, i mean <laughs> something about going that fast right into a corner you're just like oh fuck dude we're supposed to be turning yeah completely on, sideways dude. smoke everywhere like holy <laughs> <Yep>. shit <laughs> this is yep. awesome so and it's cool yeah. to be able to you know vaughn said it best he he put on his story is like awesome to be able to perform with athletes from another discipline you know like yeah and respect each other's skills it's amazing yeah. because i'm like dude you are freaking epic in that card it's crazy how much control you have and he's like dude same with you like yeah the amount it's, it's, it's you know, unreal it's, it's awesome funny, like, like, to be able to 
you know, take two different aspects, throw them together and make a completely unique show. Yeah. So they're like drifting around and you're between them all, I guess, like doing stunts and shit. Yeah. I'm doing a wheelie straight down the place and he's just donutting around me the whole way. And then, I, and then he whips her out and goes all the way to the other end and I'm turning around in a wheelie and then we meet in the middle going head at, head on at each other. <laughs> Doing donuts, so that's, yeah. That's I was cool. doing circle wheelies, and he's just ripping, and I'm standing on his hood in a wheelie, just like crazy. Yeah. We're both moving, you know. My yeah, feet are supposed and to that's be on pretty good if you guys haven't ever done like haven't ever worked together, being able to uh, go out in like one weekend and pull all that shit off, millimeters like away from each other, literally. Like, yeah, that's pretty good. <clears throat> no cars got scratched. No, no, I didn't get ran over. You know, like yeah. It, Couldn't have gone better though. Oh, dude, it was awesome. Like seeing, <laughs> and I'm just like staring at him while he's looking at me, and yeah. just you know, we're in sync, and it's crazy to like, yeah, be that close yep. and and just knowing we're both in control of what we're doing. It's all it's awesome. Yeah. Like, you guys, uh, y'all have more shows planned and shit, or not yet? After that, I think we're gonna do some stuff together. We just haven't yeah. uh, locked anything in yet, but uh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, a couple of his That'd guys cool. made some comments last night while we were at the bar. Uh, uh-huh. Like, yeah, we're going to be doing some Damn, cool shit together. Cool. So, I want that's to, uh, cool I told him I wanted to do a, a Harley jump over him and Chelsea drifting between the ramps, like big drifting. Like, yeah. So when I do hit the takeoff ramp, they're just coming across the middle together, you know? Like, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. We Ooh. can come up with some cool ideas, but. Oh, absolutely. That. Oh man! Did you have you had the ramp set up this weekend? Nope, no ramps. No, no, no. ramps. Kind of glad, wow. man. It was so cold out and just yeah, having to set up for like four hours in that cold weather would not have been fun, you know. How like, long does it take you to set the ramps up? Um, when it's four of us, about we can do it in an hour rushing, but you know we take our time. It's usually yeah, probably why about rush four hours? <laughs> why rush that? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I got you. But I think the fastest, I don't know, maybe like 45 minutes is the fastest we've set up, but that's having like eight or nine people helping a forklift, you know, like. Yeah, I got you. One person's over there taking the takeoff ramps and then someone else is doing the landing, like things happening at the same time. But with four of us, you know, we focus on one side and then go to the other. So we'll start the landing ramp, finish that, and then do the takeoff ramp. I got you. The takeoff ramp takes a lot of time because you have to get it level, stabilized, and at the right angle. So, yeah. Do you get nervous whenever you're uh, like about to jump, or is it kind of like calm down a little bit? On the nerves it's never calm down because I'm always going <laughs> further. <laughs> so it's like yeah. it's, it, the nerves get more and more. Um, yeah. You know, I'm with you. I've got you a pretty. A, are you married? No, but I have a six-year-old boy. Um, so. I definitely have a routine before every jump. Um, yeah. One of them is Yellow Wolf's mom. We say a prayer together every time. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So That's we, cool. We pray, and then I have a purple heart that I jump with every jump. And, yeah. And um, give my family a call. Tell them I love them. Yeah. It's all you can do whenever you're doing that shit. Yeah, I mean. Hope for the best after that. You really don't know what's going to happen, so. Yeah. Uh, I'd hate to leave the world without being able to tell people I love them, you know? Oh, absolutely. Does your, uh, what's your kid think of this? He loves it. Loves it? He loves it. You want him to he pick is... up that? You want him to jump motorcycles yeah, and everything? Yeah, I mean, yeah, anything he wants to do, I'm all about it, man. Support yeah. the dream. Um, oh, yeah, dude. 
That's all you can do. Like, Fucking push your kid to be further. Do do better. Do whatever. Do whatever they want. And that here's why, man. We all have one shot at life. Why not take the chance? Why not take the risk? Why not go chase your dreams? Leave your fucking desk job and go after what you love. Follow your passion. The money will come. Literally. Oh, exactly. And anybody that's not doing that, they're literally wasting their life. And they're just so worried about making ends meet and paying bills instead of chasing their dreams to leave a legacy. You know? like That's how I feel, man. That's how I feel. Luckily, I don't have to work a 9 to 5 under some fucking fluorescent lights. Yeah. I'll kill myself if I had to go to a cubicle every day. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to be a, a lab rat. I'm not about that life. No. You know, Hell no. I did uh, some... It wasn't telemarketing. It was like warranties for like three months, and I just did not believe in the product. I couldn't do it anymore. But one of these oh, guys had a, one of those, you know, like how hamster cages have the water bottle in it. <laughs> yeah, he had a giant one hanging from his cubicle. <laughs> totally worth yeah, that's, it. Totally that's about right. It. Like, yeah, that was on point. <clears throat> yeah, really, fucking for real. You're uh, is Harley one of your sponsors? We just—they just sent me a contract uh, last week, and we're just—oh no, shit! Okay, looking over it, uh, basically be one of the first ever factory-sponsored Harley-Davidson stunt riders, like actual freestyle stunt riders. Like we've got, um, unknown industries is sponsored by Harley, but I—I I, don't—I'm not saying they're not stunt riders, but like they would not be able to go and compete at a freestyle sport bike event and qualify. Yeah. And I'm not yep. talking crap. I'm just saying what they do is completely different from what we're doing. Yeah, definitely. They don't have handbrakes. They don't have really any much gearing. They're basically running a really clean setup with nice paint and yep. you know, no gearing and just cranking out some badass wheelies. So I love those dudes. They're awesome, man. Like, yeah, it's, I haven't, uh, I haven't ridden with them. But uh, whenever I go out to California, like I stay in the same town that I I don't know if all of them live there, just like a couple of the dudes live there, just north of San Francisco. But uh, yep, I'm like I've Petaluma. been out there a handful of times, and we yep, <laughs> we never fucking run into each other, and I'm kind of bummed. Yeah, Nick Leonetta he lives in Petaluma. Logan Lackey lives over in uh, I think it's it's not Corona, but uh, Cordova. I don't know. I can't say the name. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh. When I had my knee surgery, I stayed with Logan for a day, and then the day I got my surgery, Cardo429 came and picked me up, and I stayed with uh, Straight Up Cardo for, I think, like three months. Like Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Damn. They're like family. The shits, then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. They're awesome, dude. They're all... They're all good people, man. Just yeah, uh, like all my all my homies out there. They're like all they all ride supermotos and shit. But they're like, yeah, yeah, dude. If we fucking meet up, they're just like you know pull out in the street and then they're mashing their brakes and fucking going down like second gear, first or second gear, and banging wheelies, going slow. Yeah. Versus the supermotos, they're all fucking going fast and shit. Fifth gear wheelies and shit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck all that. I don't, yeah. I don't fuck with the fast wheelies. That shit sucks. No, the technical wheelies, like, it's crazy, man, because, like, I can go in front of a huge crowd, and I could go out there and do high chair circles, and they won't give a shit. And then what? I can go and do a big smoky burnout, and they're just like, oh, my God, or stand up and surf on the bike, and they freak out. It's like <sighs> the most basic trick is what they love. Yeah, just <laughs> the one that has a big show to it, all the smoke and shit. They want to see that. They don't want to see the hard stuff. 
Honestly, dude, the crowd pleasers are like the faster straight line wheelies, the burnouts, and the acrobatics. They are, well, obviously the fire's their favorite. Like, you yeah. leave some gasoline on the ground and scrape a fire and Fuck. do a burnout through it, light the whole back end on fire. The tire just stays lit up like a big ring of fire. It's it's pretty wild. So, Does that kind of bum you out? Like when <laughs> you're doing some high chair circles and they don't give two shits and then you just go do a burnout I don't do them nights. anymore that's because <laughs> literally I don't, I don't do them after yeah I guess why I, why I literally bother I did them in a show at GMP Cycles open house in 2011 and nobody cheered and I was like never again <laughs> ever, wow never again ever since then I have not done a high chair circle on a show damn what a bummer it's just not that worth kind of it like <laughs> yeah. it is what it is but like the only people that appreciate it are like the one or two stunt riders that are in the crowd, you know? Like, yeah. They're just like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, they appreciate it, the technical stuff. And like this weekend, we had K rail up around the whole thing. You know, we had a 60 by 300 area. And every show, I'd wheelie right up to the wall and jump on the wall and a wheelie and then jump back on the bike, you know, wall yeah. stall. And uh-huh. dude, the crowd loves it, you know? So like you get yeah. up close and personal with them and, you know, giving them five and a wheelie or standing up yeah. and surfing the bike and steering it and giving them a five, just making them a part of the show, you know? you yeah there's a difference between doing a stunt show and being an entertainer you know was that kind of hard to learn like how to work the crowd a little bit versus like what you know to be a badass trick versus what the people actually want to see or was it just kind of like okay this is what works no people are just born with the ability to entertain (laughs) i swear to god dude i guess it wasn't like practice for me it just came natural i just enjoyed being a showman i enjoyed having that spotlight like I enjoy making people freak out. I enjoy yeah. scaring them with my bike and making fun of them, you know, calling them a chicken. Absolutely. Like, I enjoy that stuff and they love yeah. it too. You know, like bef- I, when we're warming up our bikes, I literally go through the crowd and I find every kid in the crowd and I give them fist bumps and I'll pick up one girl and I'll kiss her hand with my helmet. And the crowd <laughs> does the same thing every time. Oh, you know, and it, it's all part of the show, man. That's what it's yeah. about. You know, and we've got the youngest stunt rider, Harley stunt rider in the world, AJ Solke, out there with us. So this is the other side of it. You know, we're, Yeah, how old is he? He's, he's young, He right? just turned 15, but he's been circle-wheeling a Sportster since he was 12. Woo! I took Woo. him on the. I took him under is my wing. Is he the wing. one that was working with, uh, was it Jason Britton he was working with? Uh, no, he's he's been under my wing since he started riding. Oh, no shit, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Somebody else then. No, that's oh, that's the kidding. other AJ stunts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, AJ stunts. I think he's familiar. got a Grom now, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know if he's got a Grom anymore. I haven't seen him yeah. ride Grom much, but um, yeah, that little kid's from San Francisco. He's a killer too. But two different AJs, man. You know. Yeah. But there's plenty of room in the world for more AJ stunt riders. <laughs> Harley's a big ass bike too for a young kid like that. Twelve years old, cutting circles on a sportster. It's insane. Yes, that is insane. And that now is he's so insane. he's now he's out riding grown men. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a grown man. He's probably out riding me. No problem. <laughs> I'm talking. It's amazing watching it. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know how to explain it. It's just yeah. And it's, it's crazy because the level. Like, the level of skill that they'll be at once they are like you know into their twenties, it's like oh, it's gonna be stupid. Like yeah, best, like top top tier athlete in the world. And what's awesome yeah. is like 
he is literally a spitting image of me now. Like his oh, really? writing style and everything. Like he was like cookie though, and I just molded him. <laughs> and yeah, is he gonna start? Does he jump the Harley or no? No. Um, does he want to? I'm not really 100 percent sure if he's on board with it yet. You know, I've yeah. mentioned it to him quite a few times, and you know, he's he's got to make that decision on his own. Oh, definitely. That I don't want to uh... be like, oh, you need to come do this, you know? No. Yeah. He hit it once on his ground with the ramps touching, you know, which was cool. And yeah. I think he got enough out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eventually, I'm pretty sure he will. Um, hopefully. That way, you know, when we do have the ability to grow and have two jump setups and double bookings on jumps, AJ can run his yeah. own team and I'll have my own team and we'll be you know a big driving force in the absolutely in the industry yeah i mean it's about entertaining these people it's not about yeah. uh getting rich and going yeah to a certain level it's really about the entertainment aspect of it and and yeah making a living is the whole idea do i would i love to get rich from it hell yeah who wouldn't you know like <laughs> of course absolutely but that's not like the main goal like that's not yeah it. it's the main goal i is, think that shows too like you can you can point out the people that do something just for money and the people that can do it because they love to do it. And don't get me wrong, like it's it is kind of hard to get me to go to the lot to practice because in my mind as a business owner, it's hard to go out and break my bike for free. You yeah. Know? Then absolutely. I'm There goes my overhead. It's going up and Yeah. <clears throat> so I do get some some uh what is it? I don't know. I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but <laughs> some people don't like that. I don't really practice that much, but honestly, like when I'm on the road, dude, I'm practicing every weekend at my stunt show, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how many bikes do you have? Do you just have, how many bikes you got? <clears throat> I think, uh, let's see. Damn. You must have, you must have a lot of bikes. If you, I think if it takes this long, I want to say 12 Harleys and then, Couple four wheelers and what the fuck? A Grom and a little pit bike, a mini bike. So, I don't know. Quite a few. Oh, you you have a lot of bikes. Is that, let's just put it that way. Yeah, I wish they were all running. <laughs> it's <laughs> hard to you, keep uh, them going, man. Like, how many do you take to your shows? Uh, just depending on what they're hiring us for. Um, if it's a jump, then we're doing stunt shows no matter what. So we bring mm -hmm. a road glide. Um. XG750, two Sportsters, and usually a Grom, and um, sometimes the Black Street Glide as well. Okay. Like Daytona okay. Bike Week, we had it all of our we had our whole fleet down there. We had both baggers, yeah. both Sportsters, and I was literally doing thirty minute shows riding three bikes. <laughs> Damn. And okay. actually, they brought out an XG750 stock bone stock for me to wheelie and scrape the plate off of, and. Uh -huh. burn the tire off of so i was wheeling that i was riding that too so i was riding four motorcycles yeah and it's not it's, it's a circus dude, dude. it That's is a, a lot of work to jump from bike to bike to bike to bike and none of them feel the same you know yeah you ever get up try to get on somebody else's bike and ride a wheelie <laughs> yeah it doesn't always work out no it's weird like it's <clears throat> it's uh especially you... on like something like a harley because uh I mean, normally when I get on a bike, the first thing I do is like, oh, I wonder how easy it is to wheelie it. And my dad's got some Harleys and shit, and I can't fucking, I can't even like 
begin to get them to lift up in the front. So, like, my thing is, is like when first thing I do when I get on a motorcycle is I feel it out, make sure the bars are good, and then I'll start going and I'll lock up the back brakes, feel the front brakes, lock up the back brakes, and then feel how sensitive the back brake is. And then I'll do a, I won't just try to clutch it straight up first try. I'll like feel the bike out and how blown out the clutches from that owner <laughs> how well they know how to ride or not you know if you off the clutch or if it's slipping like and then i'll try to do a wheelie and yeah usually 99 percent of the time works out i think there's been one can you, time that i didn't can you it. get the belt driven harleys the fucking wheelie oh yeah yeah they anything will. damn full dresser yeah. straight off the showroom floor i gotta step my shit up then it's all good dude it's all my- <laughs> it's all about the clutch and engaging it smooth and yeah. getting the power to the tire to the ground without spinning yeah. the tire i can't the, my problem is uh on his what's he have he's got a uh, street glide just stand street on the back seat and dump the clutch dead stop <laughs> okay i'll try standing on the seat then next time tell him because when, I, he, when it, you st- it's like whenever I, I like dump the clutch it's it's like the power's not there instantly it, it i don't know it doesn't really what feel year like is it slipping. is it a newer one um, it's like a, probably like a 12 or 13, if I had to guess, somewhere yeah. in there. So, I mean, I would just stand on the back seat on that one. Mm. Word. I think my dad will really like this. <laughs> okay, well, here's what you tell him when you scrape his pipes. Just tell him you were signing the an autograph on his pipes with the street. <laughs> I don't know if he'll understand. I'm signing the pipes, Dan. It's a signature. Yeah. Have you ever had a supermoto? <clears throat> I've I've never owned one, but I've had a bunch of buddies that have done uh, the DRZs and stuff. And man, they are freaking awesome. I love them. Like you I was don't say you, you don't you have to, to do anything to, to lineup, them. Dude. They are literally ready to go. Like fun as fuck. Stoppy machines. Oh, I love yep. them, man. Yep. I do have a funny story about it kids drz brand new pulls up to the lot and i'm like i gotta try this bike out like let me let me ride it you know so i'm yeah i'm probably riding it for like 30 minutes killing wheelies stoppies 180 them and and i'm coming in for the last stoppy and i'm coming in hot and i was gonna kangaroo hop it you know and get off the front yeah and as i'm cutting in i cut in too soon as i was going too fast and i went over like like, it was a controlled wreck, but it's always that last brand one. new bike and the front wheel wheel like I cut in so hard that the front wheel scraped the concrete. Oh, so shit. I was di- I was carving in so hard on the front wheel in an endo that yeah, dude, it just like high sided and yeah, <laughs> it scraped his brand new wheel, hit the guard. Uh, it hey, was alright. It's, it's a dirt bike. It's a supermoto. Honestly, I think up. he was like kind of happy happy that it was me because now he's got that story like oh yeah it, definitely he wasn't pissed off he was like dude it's all good it's all good no worries no worries man <laughs> and i'm yeah. like dude i'm so sorry like i felt like shit dude like i felt so yeah bad. i don't i don't i try not to fuck around too much on other people's bikes just because i'm scared of fucking somebody else's bike up versus my own 100 percent. and uh 100%. i got a buddy with a grom i was doing like some cheat standards <laughs> on a grom after i'd been drinking one night like a you know like a responsible rider does and uh i was doing them slow and i went back too far and i went to just like kick the ground with my foot just so i don't loop it all the way back and uh when i my foot touched the ground it just like ripped my knee out from under me and i hyper extended my leg and fucked his grom all up and 
It's like, all right, I guess I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. I learned my lesson. I remember AJ had gotten to ground for the first time, and I didn't realize how far back it was, and I came back, and I scraped his taillight and broke his taillight. <laughs> did you loop it, or did you save it? No, I didn't loop it. Um, Damn. Just, uh, I don't think I've ever seen anybody like scrape the tail on the groms and save it. Yeah, it, it only was, comes out of a loop. It was definitely one of those sketchy situations. Like, yeah. oh shit! <laughs> like, I felt pretty yeah. bad. They have like such there's such a short wheelbase on those. They like, you're back. I don't know. It's like back there. Uh, yeah, it's you like, get back there real quick. It's like back here. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's far back. Exactly. Even on like, like when he's got the scrape bar on it, it's even far. You know, the Kevtech scrape bar. Is it on there? It's yeah. still a far ways to scrape. <laughs> it just feels like it, but all you know, it's all about yeah brake control clutch control how fast yeah. you're coming in and dropping it back when you drop in you just got to commit dude y'all shut the fuck up <laughs> my dog's barking like crazy dad i want Another some pay attention to me dad <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh dude go 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 all right all right that's it <coughs> that's funny that's hilarious. Yep. Um, okay, so I see you have a bunch of tattoos and shit. Oh, yeah. Dude, y'all handled this. I'm sorry. Yeah. God. I've got quite a few. Um, Oliver Peck from Dallas, Texas. Uh, he's doing this lead. Oh, I'm familiar. This is all he's... his work. So I got the Evil Knievel helmet on the on the pinup girl. Uh-oh. Um, got some boobies. Yeah. I'm with it. There's the evil helmet. How long did it take to do all that? Three and a half hours. The whole thing? Yeah, he's a beast. Damn, he's. And then like, what was the shading, Chris? Two hours. Yeah. Two hours on the shading. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. Was, uh, how'd you get me? How'd you get linked up with him? Man, we were up in uh, Milwaukee. Um, for the Harley Davidson 115th anniversary, and he was there with Sailor Jerry, and one of my buddies took me to meet the Sailor Jerry people, and I saw him sitting on the bar, and I I didn't really put two and two together right away, like, oh, that's Oliver Peck. I was just bullshitting with him, and he's like, who did your tattoo? And I'm like, uh, Taylor Nolan, or Tyler Nolan. He's like, you mean Taylor Nolan? And I'm like, I got to hear this story, dude. Like, Tyler's one of my best friends, and he's like, oh, man, Dave was talking about how there's this really hot blonde chick, and they all start to walk out. He's like, oh my god, look at this blonde dude. She's so fucking fine. Those face tattoos. It's Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> so they tease Dave the whole show, the whole season on Ink Masters. Like, hey Taylor in the line, you know, like yeah, changes his name up. Oh, uh, that's bit. fucking funny. It, it was funny because Tyler's one of my best friends. So yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> so so what? You didn't then, even have. Yeah, so what, y'all are y'all are cool now, I guess, since then? Yeah, he was just asking what I do, and I showed him some videos of me doing the Evil Knievel shit, and he's a huge Evil Knievel fan, so he was like, yeah. you gotta come to Dallas for your birthday. My birthday was the next week, so I showed up for my birthday, and he did that for my birthday. Fuck. <laughs> I was like, yeah. What a guy. Instantly, I was gonna say, I'm sure bro. it's like, it's, pro- it's probably uh, pretty well impossible to like get anything scheduled with him. <laughs> him being who he is, I'm sure it's hard as fuck or you got a plan so far ahead for him he's definitely booked up but uh every once in a while he'll throw up on his instagram like hey i'm gonna be here we're gonna tattoo at this shop or doing a guest spot yeah. you know email for if you want to yeah. tattoo so he does have yeah. openings every once in a while you know so yeah i know how it works shit i got i got a whole bunch 
Oh, yeah. Some American traditional, too. Hell, yeah. That's dope, dude. That's some good work. Who did all that? It sucked. Yeah, I uh, bet. <laughs> uh, my friend, uh, his name's Dom. He works at a Davis Street Tattoo, which is, you know, here in Dallas as well. But he doesn't, uh, he doesn't fuck with social media too much, really. Yes, like, there's a lot of good artists that don't. Yeah, he's one of them. And, and then, he's like, well, shit, he works like three days a week, if that. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm busy enough. I don't really care to mess with social media. Right. <laughs> okay, I guess. Yeah, and then Tyler, he's done this one. Like, yeah, Tyler's a beast, dude. He's it's just totally different work, you know? Like, yeah. He's got the shovel head motor on my arm. Yeah. The rose, ill conduct. But yeah, this whole arm tells his story. Uh, I won't really go into it, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a life story. My uh, yeah, Tattoos I guess are dope. screw it. I love them. Uh, so I'll just tell it. So basically, yeah. this is where I'm from, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, this is the motorcycle that led to me losing. For people listening, you got uh, you got the skyline up top of uh, St. Louis. Got yep. the arch and everything. Yep, and then a, a road glide wheelie, which is the bike that caused me to lose my firefighter career. So there's the fire truck. And the how'd long, you lose your uh, how'd you lose your firefighter career from that? Told uh guy slammed on his brakes in front of me and took me out in Sturgis and I went 40 feet into a ditch and totaled the road glide, tore my ACL, MCL, LCL, meniscus and when they did the surgery, my <clears throat> my body rejected the ACL so the fire department had to let me go. Ah, damn. I didn't know if it was, you know, injuries or they found out you were doing Harley wheelies and kicked you out. <laughs> oh, no, they loved that I did it, dude. It was yeah. they knew they knew what I was doing. So yeah, this is the long road that it took me to get here, and this is the way I make my money, Harley Davidson, and then this is a pocket watch on my elbow and my forearm. It has my brother's birth date in it, 312, for him serving time for me. Um, it was a bar fight when we were kids, uh, or younger, not kids, but yeah, stupid bar fight. Six guys came out after me and my brother, and I hit a guy one time, and it hurt him pretty bad, and Damn. Yeah, it wasn't good. But uh All right, so if anyone's thinking about fucking with you, just uh probably don't. <laughs> I just dude, I don't punch people anymore. It's not worth it, man. <laughs> just walk away now. Um Yep. But when you're getting attacked and it was totally self-defense, but Yeah. They didn't see it that way cuz that guy got hurt, you know. And yeah. honestly, honestly what it was is where it happened at St. Charles County, they were trying to make an example out of my brother. So Ah. Fuckers. That's what they did, and he sat in prison for three years, and uh, whoo, yeah, Jeez. did three years for me. So damn, yeah, what a fucking brother. He was going back because of a prior from when he was eighteen. He oh okay punched somebody in the mouth. So yeah, damn. And now he's a what professional a fighter. Brother. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. <clears throat> but yeah, there I mean, it's and it's not like we're we're bad people. It's just you know sometimes. People get put in shitty situations, you know. We make Absolutely. the wrong decision, and yeah, you just gotta um, just keep your head up, dude. Like literally, like some people are in a really bad place, and when you're at rock bottom, you can only go up, you know. And that's really what people got to keep in their mind. And yeah, if you think you got it bad, I promise there's a lot more people that have it worse. So, oh, definitely. if you can think that and just keep a positive mindset. It, changes everything dude like positivity Shit, that's what it's all about power positivity dude like it's everything Man, dude there's no point in being upset or getting dude i have, i rarely have a bad day just fuck it i'm here i woke up 
you know, sun shining, we're good. Yeah. I'll go out and do whatever. I'll make the most of it. I've definitely, um, so basically not last October, but 2017 October, I had a bike land on me, broke my back in three places and that sucked. And April 5th, I had a heart attack from a blood clot. God damn. Yeah. Jesus. So, uh, so. How'd the bike land on you? What was uh? I was at XB, was going on there? I was at XBSC and XBF or XB. X, I don't know how to say it. Damn it. SBFC. Sorry. Street bike freestyle yeah. competition. Yeah. 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 Bill Dixon's event in um, uh-huh. Hazard, Kentucky. And. I came back to for my. I was warming up. I was going to get my gear, uh, my jacket on and stuff. My full gear. I was just wearing a t-shirt. I was doing a warm up. I just clutched up a sit down wheelie, jumped a spreader, went back to sit down, and I came back to scrape. And when I scraped, I hit a part of the road that had like a crack in it, and it picked mm-hmm. up the back wheel, shut the motor off, and slightly turned the bike. So when it pancaked and mouse trapped me. I went 12 feet in the air, launched me Holy forward. Holy shit. The bike pancaked and went about eight feet in the air and came down on top of me. And we slid to a stop. And when they got the bike off me, this guy in a wheelchair is trying to grab my helmet off. And I'm like, dude, don't touch my helmet. Don't touch my helmet. Um, and I went to go stand up and my whole right side of my body didn't work. My Basically from my hip down didn't work. And I thought I broke my hip or my femur. Whew. Well, what it was is T3 through 5, where I fractured my back, was are the muscles that go down to your hamstrings uh, is, or down your legs, down your, is, that's, your muscle in your leg is connected to your back, where I broke my back. That's why I was thinking I broke my femur, or my hip. I didn't know. I thought it was one of the two. What so was I the got recovery my, on that like? Got in my truck and drove eight hours with my dad, my mom, and my son back to St. Louis to go to the hospital because I didn't want to go to the hospital in Kentucky, and that was the worst decision ever because the truck I have, it's a 17,3500 gram with semi-wheels and tires on it, so you feel everything. <laughs> yeah. So eight hours home, man. I, yeah, but, you know, hanging up a firefighter helmet to put on Evil Knievel helmet, that's kind of how yeah. it all worked out, but. The recovery was pretty shitty. Um, it sucked. I was uh, unable to really walk. The first when I was in the hospital, and the doctor came in. And I'm like, "What do I got to do to get out of here? Because I'm not doing surgery." Sorry, yeah. my dog's barking at me. Um, basically, I'm like, "I'm not doing surgery. What do I got to do to get out of this hospital?" And he's like, "If you can stand up without morphine, walk down the hallway, go up fl- two flights of steps, come back down, and get in your bed on your own." I'll sign the. I'll. I'll release you. I got my ass out of that bed, walked all the way down that hallway, up two flights of steps, back down, and back into the bed. It took me a minute, but I did it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was moving real slow, but I wasn't. I wasn't gonna sit in that hospital another day. Yeah. I can't stay in hospitals. So I do not go to them like that. It's just not. I don't like them. I, don't, <laughs> I, don't I was a medic firefighter for six years, so. Yeah. I don't. I don't like hospitals. Nope. But I'd tell people they need to I, go to them. <laughs> yeah, I, shit, I avoid all of it. I avoid yeah, the doctor, I avoid it everywhere. You know, and like having, having shit like that happen to you, dude, like, you know, I get out of the hospital and I'm on the, I'm on a walker for four days 
I didn't really get off the couch. The only time I got off the couch was to piss. In the first two days, actually, I really just pissed in a jug next to the couch. Uh, and um, marijuana edibles, is, I ate those to heal because I won't take painkillers. Um, oh, man. I took a... I took a pain pill one time when I, I like pulled my back and I like, it was like I'd move and like I'd stop breathing. So I, I mean, it was, that was the first time it ever happened to me. And my grandma had like some pain pills and she's like, oh, sure. Just take one. I guess I got so sick from it. Ghost white. Never again. Felt terrible. <laughs> yeah. 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 Throwing up and everything. It's just like, okay, these, uh, no, never again. So I learned never my lesson again. when I, know how I told you earlier about when I had my knee surgery and I stayed with Logan Lackey and Cardo? Mm-hmm. Well, I was on Percocets for two weeks and I couldn't shit. I couldn't eat oh. and I wasn't out of pain. And I'm like, I don't even understand the point of having a painkiller. So... <laughs> Shit's ain't working. Cardo's buddy comes over and hands me a Jolly Rancher. He's like, try this. And this is the first time I didn't believe in medical or marijuana. I just thought it was an excuse to get high. Yeah. And uh, I ate the Jolly Rancher. I was out of pain for six hours, and I took my first shit, and I was able to eat. Perfect. So that's when I was like, okay, this shit is real, and it does work. People Uh out there think that marijuana doesn't have a medicinal value. It's a lie. It really does. It does have a medicinal value. And... You know, shit. I, soon enough, soon enough, it'll it. be legal everywhere. I believe in it wholeheartedly, dude, hundred yeah. percent. And uh, yeah. that's how I healed myself. You asked how I healed myself. That's what I did. So, four days of uh, of the walker. The next day, I went to a cane, and then Saturday, a week apart from when I broke my back. It wasn't that evil Knievel cane you have, is it? No, <laughs> didn't, I didn't have it at that. Point. I didn't have it yet. I didn't have it yet. I'd have been fucked up the whole time, though, drinking shots. (laughs) No. But uh, so a week later from Saturday when I broke my back to the following Saturday, I was working a cage fight as a cut man. Okay. I wasn't moving very fast, and I wasn't able to really bend over or, like, get down and squat down. It it was tough, but I still did it, you know, and, like, that's determination. That's that's passion for something, dude, like. Yeah, and, really and people is. saw that because they knew, like Matt Marsden, the head cup man for Bellator, he's doing an interview at my brother's fight with a magazine, and he's talking about how all these cut men want to just come in and do this just to get on TV. He's yeah. like, but then you got people like this guy sitting back here because I was sitting behind him at the breakfast table in uh-huh. the, at the hotel eating. He's like, but there's, then you got guys like this who break their back and a week later work a full cage fight and wrap 25 hands. That's determination. That's the guys we're looking for. And I was just blown away. I was like, dude, that was such a good compliment. Like, I'm humbled. Present. Thank you. I'm back here. That's me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Like, that was awesome. Like, so. God. People noticing you without you having to say something to them, you know, that's kind of. Yeah. It was cool. It was awesome. Yeah, definitely. I feel like uh, with a story like that, you could probably get a fat sponsorship from some sort of. marijuana company <laughs> yeah probably but with jumping harleys i don't know with the kids yeah. and stuff like it's too yeah. soon to really yeah jump because i noticed in sponsorship. A, absolutely which i noticed uh do you watch supercross or anything oh yeah yeah uh oh, yeah. who was it someone sponsored by ignite which is dan bilzerian's weed company yep. he had to like cover it up on his bike i can't remember who it was though. it might have been jason anderson yeah so i thought that was interesting <clears throat> Just because like the networks don't want it on TV. Yeah, I was Which, out. Which I mean, at, I get it, but I, at the same time, it's like, eh, come on, get with the times. 
I was out at uh, Supercross A1, so I saw the Ignite van. I saw his setup and everything. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, my buddy's uh he races the 450 class Supercross, Cheyenne Harmon. He's from Dallas, Texas. So he's a beast, oh, okay. dude. So shout out to yeah. Cheyenne. I love you, brother. And I'm proud of what you're doing. Keep making the mains. Push yourself. And if you guys aren't oh, following yeah. Cheyenne Harmon, dude, he's a Dallas native and he's a badass, dude. He's awesome. He's fun to watch. He's got a lot of skill on that bike. and Yeah. Just, I haven't been uh, keeping up too close with the Supercross so far this season. I keep fucking missing it. Yeah, Cooper and, uh, Webb's in the lead right now. I think by like that, two points or one point. It's crazy. It? Yeah, I was going to say, I know like Cooper it's Webb been kind of all over the place. Yeah, Cooper as Webb, far as then Roxon, uh, Tomac, and Musquin are all within like a point of each other. Yeah. <clears throat> so the top four are real yeah. close right now. Yeah, I think my DVR fucked up and didn't record it uh, the other night. I missed it last night for the because I was <laughs> or Saturday night because I was at the show. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I was at a comedy show. We had fun at that STL Auto Show. Dude. That was such a good time, and we're you know hanging out with Vaughn Gittin and them, like Vaughn Gittin Jr. Yeah. and and Jared and Chelsea. Dude, they're such good people. Like seriously, like, yeah, they're humble. You know, and and honestly, I'll be honest with you, dude. Like, <clears throat> I have met a few famous people. And you have these expectations, and that usually gets shattered, you know? Yeah. I've um, kind of noticed just because, like, you know, I've gone to a handful of the drift events, and I'll, I'll normally go out there with, like, the guys from Careless, which is, like, a company from here. And so, like, I'll be, uh, you know, I, I've been, like, around a handful, like, the, like, pro drivers and shit, and, like, none of them are, like, really stuck up. Like, you can just be walking around the parking lot, like, checking out the cars, and they're just there, like, talking to whoever, not being an asshole about it. It's kind of cool. That's cool. awesome. but i mean I, I yeah i mean i guess drifting isn't exactly like a super big event here yet but i mean those guys are fucking doing it and they get to travel and get a badass fucking car and a badass race rig and everything like that and they're still cool about everything so i mean yeah ego ego's not getting to him von gittin's program is it's amazing dude he's doing some cool stuff and hopefully we can uh do some more things with him in the future and uh just kind of mix both both of these extreme sports together to kind of gr- yeah. broaden the horizon for all of us, you know. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's a family, What's dude. A... We're all family. We're all literally out there risking it to yeah. entertain people. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, what What's your tour called that you go on? Do you have like Say a name for your tour? Like, do you have a name for your tour that you travel around doing? so we don't have a name like your for show. a specific one right now right now it's just cole freeman and the ill conduct stunt show and the reason i do that is so i can be in two places at once you know oh okay cole freeman can't be in two places at once but cole freeman can be somewhere and ill conduct can be somewhere so yeah, that's definitely. the idea behind that because not everybody can afford to pay us to do a jump Mm-hmm. So I try to book every weekend out as a jump and then also double book a stunt show somewhere else so I can send my other crew out there and we can do, we have a, we have the bikes and the ability to do triple bookings. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> business one-on-one right there. Yeah. I mean, that's Smart what it's about, you. man. Bringing in money yeah. and, uh, putting it back into the business and <laughs> yeah. growing trying to and keep it all going, trying to that's change cool. up the show every time and making it more exciting every show. You know, we don't want yeah. people to see the same thing over and over. We're, our goal is to expand, grow, entertain, and push extreme sports. Yeah, definitely. I'd say you're fucking doing it. 
Well, thank I mean, you. And I appreciate you it. don't see too many people out there jumping Harleys anymore. Well, so. at least not without a speedometer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. it's it's pretty awesome. And uh, being able to carry on Evil Knievel's legacy and pushing um, this side of the industry, it's, uh, it's humbling, dude. It really is because... Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie, dude. I can be an asshole at times like just because I'm so stressed out and, and I oh yeah anybody can yeah and I, I want to get better at that and it's it is hard but I, I do notice it so I'm trying to acknowledge it and change that it's just man I've had some people walk up to me and say some fucked up shit right before a jump like I've had a dude oh, hand yeah. I've had a dude hand me his funeral card like what the fuck dude what a fucking douche yeah <laughs> wow what and then dude. in North Carolina there's this lady that just Oh my God, she would not leave me alone. She was like asking me to sign some, I don't know. I basically looked at Chris and I was like, dude, I really need your help, bro. Like, and Chris just came over <laughs> and he's like, help, Cole is not signing a contract for anything. Like, she wanted me to yeah. sign my footage rights away. And what I don't, the fuck? yeah, I didn't really know her. And it was for some other guy that's doing uh, it just in it no i'm like about to jump my motorcycle and i need you out of yeah my don't, don't being come a dick, at like that i'm just like focused on trying to stay alive right now and you're coming at me like and she didn't give up like it was a she did it a few different times like she's yeah. like oh before your jump can you come and do a burnout around my guy so we can film it and i'm like no. this show isn't about him i'm sorry it's not what yeah. i said but just think about that like yeah you want me to change up my program and my routine so you can get some footage for your company. Yeah, as you're as you're trying to get in that mind space to like <clears throat> what you're about to do, trying to focus on that and not, not dying. And here's the thing, and like if somebody's with your juju. If, if somebody's sponsoring me to do something like that or paying for it or a partnership, yeah. Totally different. But yeah. someone yeah. to just I don't know. It was really aggressive, like the way she came about it. And yeah. I mean Chris will tell you that it was like it was too much, man, and it it was <laughs> definitely getting to me, and I just had to get away. I just like had to disappear. How'd you and uh, Chris get linked up? Chris <coughs> is your uh, your videographer and photographer and best friend, etc. Yeah, he's my videographer. He's my photographer, my best friend. He's awesome. Yeah, Chris is a badass. Lover, whatever. He, yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> he. Uh, <laughs> He came out to Ozark Empire Fairgrounds. We were doing a stunt show and I jump out there. And he showed up and started filming. And I said, I don't remember word for word what I said to him, but I was like, man, if you can make a good video, you know, maybe I'll hire you. And he yeah. just laughed at me. <laughs> he just laughed at me. And I was like, why did he laugh at me? You know, and like he shows up. Serious. He literally shows up the next day with this epic ass video and it blew my mind. I was like, I felt like the biggest idiot. Like ah. I, I didn't know. <laughs> I had no idea. My buddy Hooter Steve had him come out, and uh-huh. I was like, dude. And Hooter Steve rides a supermoto. Yeah. Yeah. Steve's I know, awesome. I know who Hooter Steve is. Yeah. I haven't met him personally, but like I know him. That's my know, boy. Through, through social media and everything. Hooter Steve's my boy. He's announced for us. He's traveled with us quite a bit. Yeah. yeah that's my homie. But yeah, so that's how I met Chris. And so Chris does that, and then he goes to Sturgis with us. And after Sturgis, he was in Sturgis, and he got this full throttle saloon tattoo in his ditch <clears throat> and or right above his ditch basically and the ditch is uh where your arm bends yeah for anybody listening so, that doesn't know 
so it's a fun it, spot to tattoo. <laughs> yeah, he's got this outline of FTS Full Throttle Saloon, and uh-huh. and he FaceTimes me, and he's like, "Yo, I got it colored in," and he shows it to me, and it's my ramps. Ah, shit. So it's red, white, and blue with the stars down the middle, and I was uh-huh. like, "Are you kidding me? Like, dude, how cool is that? Like, yeah, dude, definitely." been one of the hardest things is finding a good cameraman because it's not just about them having skills and stuff it's about being able to get along and being able to have chemistry on the road and being able to get along and you know not want to fucking kill each other yeah when dude spend it's that much time together it's a family man like it's what it is like it's a family yeah like we literally have to have each other's backs and if something's wrong you know we got to talk about it if something's not right yeah. we got to talk about it we got to fix it you know definitely it's just what it yeah, is. Yeah, I met Chris. Uh, I went out to Branson. They used to do a supermoto meet out there in Branson. Nice. In that fucking strange-ass town. <clears throat> Taylor kills Place. it. Dude, yeah, yeah. Big-time killer. He's the shit. Um, but, yeah, we uh, what did we do? We went, like, on a night ride, I think, through Springfield. I want to say through Springfield. We had the cops and shit going crazy, and I don't know. It was wild. That's that shit, awesome. I don't is know. that it's when so he was fun. taking time... a piss and asked you to hold something? <laughs> yeah, I think he asked me to hold his dick, but I wouldn't do it. So. <laughs> you asked him to hold his. You asked him to hold your dick. No. <laughs> he, he was joking with you. He was joking. It was funny. <laughs> He's like, no. Questionable. <laughs> no, funny. I asked him to hold my balls. Will you hold my tube steaks, brother, in underwear? <laughs> but that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, no, uh, Chris is good people, dude, and. Yeah, that's what it's all about, man. Just uh, getting good content out there so we can get more people to see what we're doing. And yeah, we're, me and him are working on a clothing line right now. It's just kind of a nightmare getting a name together. Just so oh, many, yeah. so many damn names out building there anything from the ground already. up takes some time. Well, we just want to have a lifestyle brand for extreme sports. You know, yeah, that is literally dedicated to extreme sports. Yeah, like that's it. I'm with like, you. The whole mindset behind it. Um, having certain collaborations with certain icons and stuff like that. Like the whole image yeah. behind it is about um, extreme sports and basically like the custom culture that we live in and yeah, the way we survive and how we do it and the shit we do for fun. Like that's what it's all about, you know? Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let me so know we, dude, we were, we were, we had it figured out. It was 5150, you know, the cop code for crazy. And uh-huh. it's taken. <laughs> so we're like, dude. And we had some Fuckers. good ass ideas, man. Some clean ass ideas, like just incorporating the logo in certain places, like hidden. You know, it was yeah. it was dope. So we'll figure it out. Someone, we'll get it launched. Someone and, took it. Oh, it's all good. But yeah, we'll get it. We'll get we'll get another name and we'll get it launched. And uh, yeah, you know, hopefully get some support behind it and just kind of you know, custom culture. Fuck yeah. Motorcycle Fuck world, yeah. extreme so, sports. Um, yeah, I'm with you. On okay, so on February thirteenth, uh, Toy Makers. What exactly is Toy Makers? Because I I just got cable again the other day. I haven't watched Sweet. TV. Sweet, your mind is about to be blown. So my buddy yep. David Ankin started this TV show Toy Makers a few years ago. It was on Velocity a couple years, and then it just got moved to History Channel. And basically, he just builds rad shit and tears it up. Like he's an old st- stunt guy. He's not old, but he is in this. He's he's an OG. He's from the stunt yeah. industry back when like wheelies were barely understood. Like Doug Demokis. Yeah. Like you know, 
he's he's from the era of doing movies and stunts for movies and all that stuff. So he can drive, he can ride, he can do all kinds of cool shit. David Ankin yeah. is a beast, you know, and he can build cool shit. He's got cool ideas. Yeah. So on his TV show, uh, the episode we're on, he goes to North Carolina for Capital City Bike Fest and he did a collaboration build with one of my good friends, Chris Eater at Epic Moto Company. And Chris has these awesome kits that you can literally buy for a touring bike Mm -hmm. and you can convert your bike in like a couple hours and have a completely cafe style racer, cafe racer style looking bagger. It's insane. So you got this touring bike that's super light, super fast. Yeah. Handles like a dream. It's crazy. So Chris has come out with this new style of motorcycles now and Basically, David's and him did a collaboration build where they put a Trask Turbo on this thing. Uh-huh. It is nasty. And <laughs> and David, man, so I'm sitting there talking to David on camera, and I'm like, you going to let me ride this thing or what? And he's like, hell no. <laughs> so, so maybe next year, yeah, maybe next year he'll let me ride it. But no, he, he's cool. He just, you know, he'll let me ride it, but. <laughs> maybe, <some> not. <laughs> maybe not maybe yeah. <laughs> not he knows I'll, you know what you're going out there tearing it up oh he knows I'm going to thrash the shit out of it <laughs> there's yeah. not going to be any tire left when I get back what all do they uh, what all do they build on the show like you said they build all kinds of shit what else do they build they build some crazy cars crazy motorcycles like he's got this they just build shit to build shit dude huh? some of these cars are ridiculous they're not like normal cars like yeah um I don't even know how to explain this one. It's a supercar. Like, it's insane. Um, but here, I'll just show you a picture real quick. And then you can try to <clears throat> explain it for yeah, me. Yeah, I'll set my DVR up for sure after this shit. Yeah, you'll be, you'll like his show, dude. It's really good. Um, let's see. So here's one of the cars. I jumped over this in the episode. What the fuck is that? That's what I'm saying, bro. And it's fast it's like as a... fuck. It's like a rat rod mixed with a. Have you seen those Vanderhall yeah. car things now? Yeah, it I saw them. Reminds me one of those. I, I mean, the, the, the picture's hard for me to see through the webcam, but. And then look at this car he's built. See the white one? Here, let me see a better picture. Let me find a better picture. Hold on. <coughs> it is. That's a video. I don't think that'll work very well. Dude, this car is insane. Yeah, I gotta look up toy makers after this. Did you, All the pictures wait. of this car, there's somebody standing in front of it, and I want you to be able to see the whole thing. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about the fucking person. Did you do any stunts on the show? Yeah, talk about yeah, it? I did stunts and jumps, but oh, that's nice. called the Beast. Oh, it's so hard to see through the webcam. Oh, it's adjusting now. What the hell is that? Exactly. That, I, even, I would. Yeah. Ex- okay. I see what you're talking about. I, I don't know how to describe that to anybody listening. Yeah, I couldn't ex- describe it to you. I just had to show you. So yeah, they'll get to see is. some of this stuff on Toy Makers on uh, February 13th. So they need to definitely check that out. I'm looking for another yeah. picture of the front end because it's like insane. But Damn. I mean, he's built some crazy stuff. Some crazy cars, trucks. I mean, shit that goes fast and can do some crazy burnouts. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's been uh, <clears throat> it's been awesome. So he's put me he put me on last year's episode. 
that he did at uh, the bike rally. Uh-huh. And, and that kind of motivated us to jump this year, or kind of motivated the dealership to have us booked for a jump, Tobacco Road, Harley-Davidson. Uh-huh. Uh, they were like, screw it, we got to get this booked now. So they booked me in like, uh, it was early early in the year last year. I think it was like January they got it booked, and it wasn't until September. Like they were, Oh, shit. Yeah, they went way ahead. Yeah, yeah. And turned out great, man. We had a huge crowd. It was awesome. Yeah. That's and cool. It'll look cool on TV because they got a lot of good angles, and they even used <laughs> they even used a bunch of Chris's footage. So Chris is gonna oh, have really? his credits on History Channel. Oh shit, that's yeah. pretty legit then. Oh that's yeah, cool. it's working out, man. It's just uh, you know we're trying to get bigger budgets for these jumps to where we can yeah. you know all make a decent living. That's the whole idea, you know. Yeah, it's a team, dude. It's a family. Bigger budget so you can ramp it up even more. Uh, yep. Pun intended. Bigger jumps, you know, bigger risk, and if there's no risk, there's no reward. Yeah, literally, that's cool. You uh, you have like any more any dates set up for like a tour this year, or are you still planning everything out? Yeah, we're still planning stuff out. Um, <clears throat> but Daytona Bike Week is March eighth through seventeenth. We're there every year. Um, Sturgis Bike Week, we're gonna be jumping over Main Street where they take the actual picture of the street with the bikes lined mm-hmm. up. So we'll be mm-hmm. jumping over the street in the picture. Uh, whew, that's going to be one fire-ass Instagram post. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then four days later, we go, or <clears throat> six days later, we go, and on Thursday, we're doing the helicopter jump at Sturgis okay. Buffalo Chip. Okay. You coming to Dallas? Yeah, we'll be back in Dallas at the end of September. End of September? Yep. Fuck, dude. We are going to be doing the uh, Southern Throwdown probably in front of the bomb factory again i'm not 100 percent on the location but i'm guessing the bomb factory what is this uh southern throwdown <clears throat> southern throwdown texas is oliver peck's motorcycle event so they got people tattooing they've got a custom van show they've got a motor all kinds of motorcycles inside for the motorcycle show vendors yeah, the they got a dunk tank this? and then they have us doing stunts and jumps dude so yeah it is epic, dude. Hell it is yeah. awesome. So meeting Oliver was a blessing, man, just because he's he's a humble dude, man. He's a real yeah, real good. Sounds person. like you have a. It sounds like you've made a lot of good connections with people. A lot yeah, of man, networking going on. It's just all about being yourself, man, and not not being a cocky asshole. Just you know, yeah. I put my leg. I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. Fuck yeah! So absolutely. Just trying to stay humble and. You know, stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big factor in all this. So, uh, but that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, shit, we'll wrap it up there, dude. So uh, this will be out on February 11th. So here in two days, Wednesday, February 13th. What time does Toy Makers come on in the evening? I guess I haven't seen the time that they're gonna go live or go on. But let me look real quick. They might have posted it. I just haven't checked uh, up in a few days because I've been busy. Um, understandable. You've been doing cool shit the past few days. So, dude, uh, it's been awesome. <laughs> Toy makers. Um, Toy makers with a Z instead yep. of an S for Toy anybody who's going to search this. On the History Channel? Yeah, let's see. Season 3 premieres February 2019 on History and FYI. Um, let's see. Fuck it. People know how to use a guide on a TV. 
They'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm not seeing a time yet, so I'll uh, I'll just text David and see what the time is and have Chris text it to you. Yeah, okay. Cool, man. Well, shit, I, uh, I look forward to seeing you on Toymakers, and uh, I look forward to seeing you towards the end of this year whenever you come to Dallas. Oh, man. I'll be there before that. We'll kick it and ride before that for sure. Oh, absolutely, 100%. dude. We, I'll, uh, I'll make sure We, we get the pack out at, you know, whenever. We always got a fat little squad rolling around the streets. We can go find a lot if you need to find a lot. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll mob the streets in Dallas for a night, but just not too much <laughs> It'll video. It'll be low-key. It'll gotta, be low-key. We can do some video, but not too <laughs> much. Yeah. I got you. If I get this Harley, I co- if if I sign this Harley contract, I really got to, man, they got oh, so yeah. many rules in this contract. I'm just, like, nauseous looking yep. at it. You know who, uh, oh, fuck, um, Ian Gaines? You oh yeah, Ian Gaines, Ian's right? awesome. It's one of my boys. Yeah, he. Uh, I've ridden the streets with him a couple times. No tricks, no stunts, no nothing in the street. Yep. Very calm, very behaved. Yeah, he's kind of funny. He's a professional. He can't do that. Yep. Same here. Yep. I yeah. I have a tendency to just go uh, do it anyway, but I don't yeah, do it a lot. That's it's all not, right. It's like a couple times a year, maybe. Yeah. Everyone's it's, got that itch. And even <laughs> that itch probably never goes away. And even AJ, fun. even AJ understands that you know he he can't do it. You know it's just yeah. not. Yeah, it's not. Part it is of what it. it is. I mean, shit. You got that kind of stuff riding on the line. Eh, yeah, I probably hang up the streets for a while. But yeah, sometimes you have to. But <clears throat> I love it. It's uh, I love all aspects of it. You know, wheelie is badass. Burnouts are badass. Acrobatics are badass. I love it all. So. <laughs> Jumps are badass. Yes. Well, cool, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. I appreciate Chris for uh, reaching out like that and getting this all set up. So, uh, dude, thanks for having me, to, man. Uh, cameraman Chris. Thank yeah for sure. Cameraman Chris. Follow him on Instagram. Follow yeah. me on Instagram at Cole Freeman. Follow AJ at Fearless AJ Stunts and Ill Conduct. At yeah, I'll Ill put Conduct. I'll put all this stuff in the bio. <clears throat> um, shit, is there anything else you want to shout out or anything you need people to know before we get off this bitch? Just subscribe to my YouTube channel because it is weak right now. <laughs> I ain't got nobody on there. No, uh, All right. we just That'll started our YouTube. Then. Yeah, we just started our YouTube channel. I don't know, not that long ago. But what's uh, the YouTube channel under? Cole Freeman. What's the name? Cole Fre- Okay, yeah. just everything Cole Freeman. Yep. Search Cole Freeman, you'll find it. Yep. We're uh, putting out some cool stuff and just uh, yeah, we get, we've got some crazy videos that'll be coming out to post up. I mean, I think we're on. We're getting ready to, we're working on Sturgis right now, and that was August, so we're a little behind, but I mean, it's not really behind, it's just how we re- we're going to Chris, where it. you at, dude? Come on. Oh, Chris, awesome. That dude's a beast, dude. His videos, holy shit. It's yeah, ridiculous, I've, I've dude. I've seen a few. I've seen a few. He's They're pretty good. He's good. <laughs> he's good. Well, dude, thank you, man, for having us, and uh, keep yeah, it real. Dude, I'm excited um, to come down and ride and go to Brick and Bone and get some uh, chicken and waffles. Brick and Bone? Fuck, dude, I don't even know that one, so I'll have to check that one out, Deep too. Ellum, dude. Brick and Bone. Chicken and Waffles. And bone. Blow okay. your mind. Okay. Okay. Well, shit, dude. We'll uh, we'll do, like, an in-person podcast, too, whenever you come down, for sure. Yeah, for sure, dude. So, awesome. Uh, all right, man. Cool. I'll bring well, some Sailor it. Jerry down, and we'll get, we'll get shit-faced. Ooh. We're gonna get lit. Yeah, we're Is Sailor party. Jerry one of your sponsors? Yeah. Fuck. Damn, bro. Okay, okay. They can't <laughs> legally sponsor me, but yeah, they hook me up. Okay, damn. Yeah, That's when you're cool. jumping That's Harleys, cool. you can't really have a liquor company on your bike. 
Yeah, understandable. <clears throat> yeah, their lawyers right. don't like it. Awesome, dude. Thank <laughs> bikes you. Bikes and bullshit, dude. Yes, I appreciate bikes it. and bullshit. Thank you. If you're not subscribing or listening to this, you need to. Exactly. Get Thank you, brother. Shit. Bikes and I bullshit. appreciate you, dog. Later, later, brother. Peace. That's it for today's podcast. A big thanks to cameraman Chris and Cole Freeman for making all this shit happen. Don't forget to check out Cole on Toymakers on the History Channel this Wednesday, February 13th. And remember to check out Flat Out.